0: without burning out. Let's go. My guest today is Pauline Nugent. Pauline is one of Australia's most impactful speakers and developmental coaches. She draws from both contemporary science and ancient modalities, and her teachings have helped countless professionals experience exponential business growth greater health, deeper intimate relationships, and spiritual awakenings. I love how Pauline marries material success with deep fulfillment and a great sense of play. We are absolutely on the same page. This was one of my favorite interviews, and you can really feel a sense of Pauline's passion and authenticity. In fact, this was a Zoom interview. You're only hearing the audio, but When she was answering questions, it was almost like she was looking off to the side and getting this download from above. It was really beautiful. So I hope you feel that really high vibration and catch a spark so you too can experience deep fulfillment as well as material success. Enjoy. Pauline, it's so thrilling for me to have you a guest on the show. Thank you so much for being here. You're welcome. It is my joy. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I'm excited to dive in. As I was mentioning to you, I was able to just cruise around the interwebs and and take in some of your essence. And I really feel this beautiful warrior energy that you transmit. And it inspired me. And I can really feel that it inspires many people around the globe. And I'm wondering where that comes from.
1: I I love that word, uh, warrior energy. And I I have a joke with a lot of my students and my clients. We go, it's warrior, not warrior. Oh, I love it. Are you a warrior or are you a warrior? (laughs) Um, uh, Casey, I can definitely say it comes from many, many lifetimes, many lifetimes. And so um, when we are called to a particular energetics when we are called to uh, do particular things understanding that if something is your calling you will have already experienced it many times in other lifetimes Uh, let's talk about this lifetime this lifetime um, my warrior energy would definitely have come from my childhood i didn't grow up in the best environments my family and i are boat people we escaped vietnam after the war Um, We spent nine days out at sea, uh, a year in a refugee camp in Thailand, and coming to Australia, my father, who had already experienced the horrors at war, he suffered terribly from PTSD. So coming to a new country, having escaped um, by boat and coming to this new country with nothing after spending a year in the refugee camp. I was four years old. My brother Louis was three. My mother gave birth to my uh, younger brother Luke in the refugee camp. So my father came into this new world with nothing, two young children, a newborn, a wife who suffered from tuberculosis and had to do all the things he needed to do in a new country, as well as all the PTSD and violence that he grew up with. So he had nowhere to dump his anger but on my mother and and on us kids. So growing up was incredibly violent and um, uh, also dealing with The new wave of immigrants to Australia at the time, so there was a lot of racism growing up, there was a lot of confusion about identity and displacement, uh, but most of all, um, having a very violent father at home who was so driven because he wanted to make sure that the sacrifices he and my mother made were honored, you see. And so we were pushed to get good grades as well. Um, He opened quite the empire in um, the heart of Cabramatta's bustling commercial district. It was where a lot of um, our fellow fellow countrymen and women came to set up businesses and set up their lives so he he created quite the empire and this is where my entrepreneurial streak was literally beaten into me so Uh -uh. uh, um, I grew up uh, working full time at, at the age of seven and then on top of that having to get good grades as well and having to perform and deliver for my dad so it was very much the warrior energy the entrepreneurial spirit and the ferocious work ethic was literally beaten into us. But you know what? I can tell all those stories now um, without getting upset because I have healed. And I look back now and I choose to see all of that as my training, as my training, because I just don't do victim very well.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. What an incredible story. And I find it so interesting that the entrepreneurial spirit being literally beaten into you because for me, you would either run away from it or run towards it. And my first instinct is that you would run away from it if it was forced. And I love the fact that you turn that trauma into your treasure. And one of the quotes I heard you say now makes total sense, which is how we do crisis is how we do life. And I can absolutely. see that now illuminated in your story. And I would love it if you wanted to expand more on that thought and how you've overlaid some of those learning lessons into what you currently do and how you currently help people today. Oh, absolutely. Let's
1: take the word current. The word literally stopped for us to reinvent ourselves, did it not? <laughs> and as entrepreneurs and in the space that we're in, we um, I've been able to observe so many people take their last two years, right? The last two years, the world literally stopped for us to reinvent ourselves. And one of the things that um, I'm hoping a lot of people can really grasp now is that change is going to happen at a faster rate than ever ever before you know but how many I, I i'm an international speaker and i often am asked to go into organizations and speak to the topic of change and witnessing how many people start to get angry at the organizations get angry at the world get angry at the way things are it's like wait a minute why are you getting angry change is the only constant Hmm. change is the only constant and that's where I started to think whoa crisis doesn't change people crisis reveals them how you do crisis is how you do life will you be the warrior or will you be the warrior (laughs) because you're gonna be left behind yeah. You're going to be le- the train's already left the station. You're going to be left behind if we don't um, adapt. If we don't get flexible. If we don't, um, uh, you know, uh, it's it's not survival of the fittest anymore. It's survival of the most fitting.
0: Yeah, And once we can
1: adapt to change.
0: Yeah, one hundred percent. I feel like this dovetails into a lot of what you speak about when you talk about personal development. Cannot yeah. happen until personal disruption occurs first. I am so curious about that, it's very intriguing to me and I, I feel that it it absolutely correlates to all of the personal disruptions that we've had since 2020 and this opportunity to reinvent ourselves and to peel back the layers of things that we were dissatisfied with anyway and get to change absolutely. those. Absolutely, and
1: uh, the numerology of 2022 is very much about Letting go of the old so that we can invite in the new. But in order to let go of the old, we're going to have to reinvent and self-destruct self-disrupt ourselves. And so if we think our job is to stay the same, and when people say things like, Pauline, you've changed. It's like, bloody oath I've changed. I've done it deliberately. It is our, um, uh, well, my children are watching me my students are watching me my clients are watching me we're here on this earth to do three things three things one to evolve to evolve sure we grow naturally our hair is growing our fingers are growing our skin's growing as we speak but how are we doing it consciously how are we doing it consciously what stage of development are you at you know do you really want to just see things from the same worldview, from the same container that's not a very fulfilling life and fulfillment is the new currency. But in order to continually, if you choose to grow, then we're going to have to continue to self-interrogate, self-disrupt ourselves. And so we're here to evolve. Doing, are you doing it consciously or are you just evolving unconsciously? We're here to push humanity forward. What are you doing to contribute to your species, to contribute to your world, to evolve, to push humanity forward? That also involves upskilling. That also involves learning new things. The more you learn, the longer you're going to live. That's just your genetics. It's just that's what happens. The more you choose not to develop yourself, you're going to die an earlier age because you're not becoming expansive. And the third is to do it with joy, to do it with joy. That's the part that people find the hardest to do, right? Because they don't, what? I can do all this in a state of grace and inspiration and joy. So That's when you're going to
0: grow the fastest. Absolutely. That's my tagline is breathe joy. And I'm a firm believer of that when we can do that. I want to rewind to the point of changing the status quo and dive deeper into the personal disruption. If we have listeners where fear is bubbling up when they think of the word disruption, when maybe they haven't had as much time to have personal reflection or deep insight, what can soothe the monkey mind when they're thinking about disruption? The first is it always starts with a decision right? It always starts with the decision,
1: the decision to ask yourself, do I want to feel these feelings? First decision. No, I I no longer want to feel this fear. F-E-A-R, false evidence appearing real, false emotions (laughs) appearing real, right? And so the first thing, make the choice. Do I want to continue feeling sad? Do I want to continue feeling fearful? As soon as you make that decision, then we can take the next step. The next step being asking for permission or letting, giving others permission, first giving permission to yourself and asking for permission or giving permission to someone who can assist you. And so uh, if, if we can understand, this is another point of personal disruption. A lot of fear, a lot of the emotions of fear, a lot of the emotions of anxiety is because you're either living in the past, comparing what situation you are now to the past where you showed fear or anxiety, or you're you're, uh, referring to or living in the future, in the state of your imagination. Mm. Fear, anxiety, overwhelm, really rarely exists when we are in the present moment yeah. to do what needs to be done in the present moment and understanding that anxiety is a process right. It's a process so giving someone permission, can you help me with this, please, perhaps I can help you with some breath work, so you can start to disrupt some of your biochemistry. Mm-hmm. to disrupt some of the addictions you have to the emotions of the past. Can, can you help me please to change the stories that I'm fighting to hold on to? Can you help me please change some of the stories that I've been telling myself about myself and believe? Can you help me please upskill a little bit more? Can you help me please with some um, emotional work, with some mental work, with some physical work, with some soul work? And so the first is the decision. And then either giving someone permission or asking permission. And then we've got to goya, get off your ass and act, right? <laughs> get off your ass and act. And so it's, it's very much about, um, also, uh, sustainability that requires work, this stuff doesn't come easily, right? Because please give yourself some grace as well, because you are now disrupting decades decades of co2 stress because you've been breathing incorrectly because you've been having toxic thoughts give yourself some grace but the faster you can surround yourself with those who can assist you and you do the goya with consistency and follow through then you really start to self-design designing then you start designing and you start vibrating at a different frequency and all of a sudden you've got more um, amazing, high quality friends, and you're having a fun life because you're always energized. You're always energized in spirit and inspired. That's a spirituality that I teach.
0: Yeah, I love it. I feel it. I'm totally in alignment with it. And that powerful synergy between asking for support in areas that have been illuminated that are gaps and taking accountability and responsibility and consistent action. So super powerful. I'm curious, when did you realize that it wasn't an either or when it came to personal wealth and personal fulfillment, but a yes and? Yes. I think it also depends
1: on um, what stage of development we are at Casey, also depends on our personality type for example what enneagram we are what human design we are there are those who are designed to only see either or yes uh, right the, <laughs> mindset that's, that's a, that some of those are designed but again it becomes a decision do i want to have this this do i want to be like this whereas for someone like myself if i were to talk um with direct experience i have the personality that says oh my I'll just take all of it (laughs) give me more variety give me more points of view so it can come uh, a lot easier for me than it can for others this is where compassion comes online Um, compassion for self if you've always seen an either or um, proposal um, there are coaches and there are uh, teachers who can assist to get you to the next stage of development so so many people say I'm stuck I can't get unstuck it's simply a case of you, you just need a little bit of assistance to get you unstuck to the next stage of a development where you get more insights, more worldviews, and you keep evolving and evolving and evolving. So to, to answer your question as best I can, Casey, it really um, started when uh, uh, I actually did run away from home. <laughs> I ran away from home when I was 16. Um, I spent many years h- hiding from my father. And that was um, the, the the time in my life where it's like, this, this can't, can't be my life. There has to be a better life than this. And so I ran away, um, hid out for many years and uh, pretty much fended for myself and put myself through university and and got jobs all around the world. But back to, um, when I really put my foot down and said enough was when I decided to have children. So, Mm. um, when I decided, I decided when I turned 30, uh, that I cannot be this person. I cannot be this person i was still carrying uh, childhood trauma i was still uh, angry uh, angry at the world angry i, I grew up exa- exactly like my father trauma gets passed down the generations if it's not resolved right Absolutely. and so it was around um that decision. You know, I was a smoker. I was a party animal. You know, I partied a lot. I had no self worth. Uh, I had no, no, actually let's change that. I didn't have self respect.
0: Okay. I,
1: I had self worth. I didn't have self respect. And it was that instant, the never underestimate the power of a decision.
0: Mm-hmm. When I
1: said, I'm going to now attempt to have a child. I cannot be this person for my future child. Once the decision was made, I stopped partying, I stopped smoking instantly, instantly, because it no longer became about myself. I love that. It now became about another person. And that's where I really started to dive deep to um, uh, not only work on my mindset, but also the strength of my heart, um, the strength of my body, the flexibility of my thoughts. But most of all, I started to work on my spirit. I started to work on my soul.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. You mentioned self-worth and then shifted to self-respect, but I want to just go back to the worthiness piece because I feel that that is a very common root issue that gets in the way of personal development, business acceleration. I'm wondering what you would share if, um, we're, when we're thinking about like the number one way to ignite worthiness. Do stuff, do stuff. Um, A lot of people
1: uh, say to themselves, and and I'm only saying this through observation, this is not through hallucination, this is through observation, I've coached and taught many students and clients, and and I ask the question, what would need to happen in order for you to feel a sense of self-worth? And one of the first questions that I hear time and time again is, if I were to have achieved some things, then I'm worthy. Okay, worthy of what? And then it depends on what would make them feel worthy. Um, And in the entrepreneurial spaces where I play, if I've achieved accolades, if I have validation from my peers, if I did this, 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 this. Okay, what would need to happen in order for you to get validation in order to get and I would need to have accomplished some things. Okay. What would you like to accomplish? Let's go get it do done. <laughs> yeah, you know, so let's go do some stuff, right? And then the more you've and, and but understanding that our soul does not want us to achieve, our soul wants us to grow. And so the more we uh, we do stuff, the more we're acquiring new skills. The more we we tick that achievement. Oh, I, I wanted. I want to um, uh, become a, a ballroom dancer. What are you going to do about it? You know? I yeah. want to experience more joy. All right. What are you going to do about it? Because joy ain't going to knock on your door, babe. You know, I, I want to be able to, um, you know, feel good on the inside so I can attract that guy. All right. What do you need to do to feel the way you want to feel? Yes. It's a very important question. And so do you think the more more growth, the more things you get accomplished, the more worthy, the more self worth you're going to achieve? Of course it is. And so that's why I made that tweak at the beginning, because I've done so much stuff. You know, I I've I fended for myself, I've done so many things. So this sense of self-worth, I know that I have great worth. I know that I'm worthy. I'm consistently learning. I'm consistently doing interesting things. But in those days, I didn't have the same amount of self-respect um, that, I, that I do now. Respect for my body, respect for my health, respect for my mind. And um, which is why uh, a big part of what I teach is Goya, get
0: off your ass. I love that. (laughs) That's a beautiful perspective. And I haven't heard it broken down so simply. And I can see where that would be very effective. One of the things that I'm thinking about is when you talk about the achievement and that drive for validation, it's very external and it feels mental. And then on the flip side, when you talk about joyful evolution and the soul's purpose is growth. I'm wondering what you personally do to integrate those two sides of the coin. Okay, and so uh, again, it depends on the question, what has my life already
1: demonstrated? Um, when, I, um, when I come off stage and because I have a ferocious growth mindset, when I come off stage and um, uh, I, I, I constantly am striving for mastery, that's the beautiful thing about the word mastery. It's never an end. There's always another tweak. There's always something else. And so when I get off stage and people say, Oh my God, Pauline, you are amazing. You know, I'm data driven. Um, and so the next question I always ask them is, can you please tell me why I was amazing? Right? I'm not wanting the validation that they th- I'm amazing. I've done this enough to know that I'm bloody good at what I do, but please, can you give me a little bit more data
0: mm. so that
1: I can, so that I can be, internally again disrupting disrupting becoming better becoming better and so check in with yourself check in are you doing this so other people can make you feel good or are you doing this check in with your somatics are you doing this so that you can evolve it's with that evolution that you can contribute a little bit more
0: That's bringing up so much for me on a personal basis because I've done a lot of work on perfectionism. And so when I hear that information about like chasing validation, I feel like we could have a whole nother episode (laughs) just on that. It's really powerful. I'm curious, how do we command self-mastery? It's a cultivation of
1: a practice. It's another decision. And so um, what, first of all, I wanted to also tweak that word. I've assisted a lot of high achievers when I changed the word perfection for them to the word excellence, mm. because uh, what is perfect, if it, they, they, they hold on to the word perfection and that's where they suffer because it can never be perfect. Everyone has a different interpretation of perfect, but did you do with excellence? Um, and excellence again is very different for everyone. And so um, back to your question, Casey, it's. First of all, know who you are, know who you are. And what does that mean? It means get super clear. And this is with, uh, we're talking about, I guess the the behavioral science, the neuroscience, um, um, the, the science of achievement, I guess also, what stage of development are you at? Get super real with it there. If you don't know where you are, how do you know where you need to go? know yourself, what are your strengths? What are you really, really good at? Or are you listening to other people? Um, because most people live in error detection mode, right? What are my er- errors? And then you've got mom and dad and teachers and, and you know lovers doing all your errors. Oh my God, they're in error detection mode, a a prevalent human condition. Or are we in joy mode, praise mode, beauty mode? Have a look. What are you good at? What are your strengths? And then work on concentrating and increasing your strengths, become masterful at your strengths. How can I increase my skills to become more powerful? Because when you, when check in again somatically, does this make my body contract? Hmm. If so, don't do mastery there you ain't going to achieve it or does it make my body sing does it make my body expand okay you realize that now how are you going to increase your skill set and your knowledge in that area to acquire new ones know yourself discover where in these areas do you have intellectual arrogance that is going to cause this sense of ignorance over and over again it's like um, if i could give you an example i'm not designed for numbers i can i'm very good at making money <laughs> just tell me put on a spreadsheet and then tell me a story right <laughs> i'm not designed for numbers and i'm i'm sure that you have as well casey gone to numerous um you know accounting seminars or business seminars where that pe- people go love your numbers and your numbers will love you is it yeah but I don't love numbers you know this is where i'm going to become really ignorant of course i know where i'm at i'm just not going to force myself to be good at it this is where i'm going to um delegate Mm -hmm. delegate so that i can focus on my mastery and the, the the mastery part also is consistent questioning is this going to elevate me when someone says to me, you know, fall in love with your numbers, and your numbers will fall in love with you. Okay, I'm actually going to question that because while this whole room of accountants get it, right? I don't. I don't know if it's going to make sense to me. It's going to be wasting my time. It's going to put me several steps back. And and then also, you know, where does mastery come from? It also comes from um, that reference point being this one. This instrument of consciousness. Am I expansive? Am I contracting? Am I waking up with no external motivation to get me to where I want to be? It is this intrinsic inspiration, this intrinsic motivation. Then you know that's the area you want to become um, masterful at, and not to not to be afraid to run in your own lane. You know, yes. so many people. It's that you know I need the validation. I need to be mainstream. And it's like yeah, but it's already crowded
0: there. (laughs) It's so crowded there and it's boring. And I feel like this goes back to the disruption. That's what's going to bring people towards you. Like you are very magnetic and there is just this level of, Yes. What else are you going to say? Like, I want to listen to Pauline. And so I feel like that's really, really powerful. And, and, and I love the fact that you're bringing in the body work, the breath work, and I feel for high achievers, we can often get stuck in the to-do list and being a taskmaster and have a disconnection with, with embodiment. So I really love that these simple techniques like breath work, understanding the somatics of contraction and expansion If we can just implement those little micro changes in the day, I feel that's going to elevate our consciousness as well.
1: Yeah. A a big part of my uh, non-negotiables is nature's medicine as well. Um, Not only are we um, uh, disconnected with nature, we forget that we are nature. Mm -hmm. We are nature. We are here to awaken and remember. Remember that we are nature, but also to reattach our member. Reattach our bodies back to nature. And um, I have some certain non-negotiables that I do um, on a daily basis. And today's beautiful and rainy. I'm still going to get out there to connect myself. What are we doing? What are we doing? We are connecting ourselves, not only um, neutralizing the harmful effects of the the, uh, um, artificial EMFs. you know, what, what we do, we're sitting in front of the computer all day, we're on our iPhones all day. I'm not going to give up technology. I'm not going to, but I'm, I'm going to know how to manage it and manage myself so that I'm in peak state, but also to understand there's a whole lot of science behind nature's medicine. But for me, I am in, uh, in, in harmony with the vibration of the creator. Hmm. Do you think I'm going to be in spirit and inspired to find the solutions to my problems when I'm out there in nature, swimming in her ocean, um, uh, building up my solar colors in her sun in her sun rays, walking barefoot on the ground to discharge the positive ions? Do you think I'm going to be in harmony with the gamma brainwaves and just reduce my chances of getting sick, increasing my chances of inspiration, creation, collaboration? You You know, Pauline, we need a business meeting. Okay, if we're not going to do it via Zoom, we're going to go for a walk or we're going to watch the ocean, drink a bottle of champagne. And do do you think that's going to increase my chances of being in spirit and inspired to find the solutions to my my, um, uh, issues, you know, and being an entrepreneur and having multiple business? We got a lot of issues.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, absolutely. I took a digital detox from social media in December for three weeks and I could feel the shifts on a cellular yeah. level. I mean, it just it made me re-question everything. It was, it was really powerful. And I wasn't planning on going past two weeks and then I actually had to motivate myself to get back into it at the end of week three, (laughs) you know, but it is a necessary part of being, um, a digital business owner, but it is so very powerful. I love it. I have, um, one last question that I wanted to ask you. And we hear a lot about vulnerability and authenticity in how we market, talking about social media and being online. And I'm just wondering if you have any advice for listeners that are finding it difficult to actually implement that. You know, what does it really look like to be authentic and vulnerable and still maintain a level of professionalism and expertise? Sure, Um, that's a wonderful question, Casey, because
1: there's so many layers. If we're talking about first and foremost, those who have uh some blockage to actually put themselves out there uh the answer is really simple if you want to remain invisible remain invisible people aren't going to see you unless you put yourself out there and i hear all the time uh people accusing other people i've also been accused of oversharing you know and it's like okay oversharing for your paradigm but um there's a difference between um contribution, sharing thoughts, sharing ideas and exposing what is very private. That's privacy is very different. You maintain your private issues because that's not stuff people want to hear. Right. But let's talk about um, collective downloads, right? Collective downloads. The event managers in the quantum field some 10, 15 years ago downloaded. Now we have social media. Now we have the internet, like over 20 years ago. Now it's time for us human beings to connect. We have a duty to share our thoughts, share our feelings. Why? So that people can resonate, so that people can relate, right? But if you don't want to play in the box of mainstream, create your own box. Because those who will see you, who can see you, will always see you. Mm-hmm. Those who can't see you will never see you. Those who will hear you will always hear you. Those who can hear you, those who can't hear you will never hear you. La 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 la. Because they are at the stage of development that you're not at. And so a lot of courage comes online. But here's the thing. You can't be an interesting person with interesting stories to tell if you don't do interesting things. So <laughs> you got to go, ya, yeah, get off your ass, learn interesting things, do interesting things. And let's talk about vulnerability. Vulnerability for me, my definition of vulnerability is the potent value exchange of authentic expression Mm. is your value exchange going to be potent and is your expression um a, a authentic one that's what vulnerability is let me complete what my definition of vulnerability is the potent value exchange of authentic expression without the fear of what other people will think Mm-hmm. That's the big part. This is my potent value exchange of authentic expression and how you react or how you respond is not going to affect me. It's I love to that. Me.
0: And I love that, Pauline. And it really just comes to mind this um, bold courageousness without attachment. Yeah, you know, and, and that's, that's a beautiful, a beautiful spot to be in. Um, I got the chills when you were talking about that. And I usually ask my guests what final bright light words of wisdom they want to share, but I feel like this whole entire interaction has been so filled (laughs) (laughs) with with gems and um, just golden rays of, of purity. And I really appreciate that. So thank you. It's truly been one of um my most favorite exchanges and interviews oh wonderful thank you so so very much i have appreciated your questions also
1: casey thank you so very much
0: awesome it's been a pleasure pauline thank you likewise thank you so much I hope you enjoyed today's episode with Pauline. I thought she was fabulous. In fact, I went right out and bought her book, The Way of the Spiritual Entrepreneur, and I've already started diving in. It's fabulous. She has such an incredible story, and just, to me, it's it's really kind of grit in motion. So it's it's absolutely awesome. If you enjoyed today's episode, you can certainly rate and review the podcast at lovethepodcast.com slash brilliance. And I'm going to share some feedback from S.H. Elliott from the U.S. And they say, I am inspired and enlightened. Casey has awesome guests and always manages to get the best out of them. Thank you for sharing tips and tools for business success. S.H. Elliott, thank you so much for taking the time to share your feedback. I love my guests. In fact, it's funny. I sometimes chuckle because 9 out of 10 of my guests I want to hire. I think they're absolutely fabulous individuals, really on a mission and lighting up their own trail. I just love to see trailblazers blazing their own way, really making the space to allow ourselves to dream bigger and to get in touch with exactly what we want. And it inspires us to do the exact same thing because if one person can do it, we can all do it. We all have that innate power within us. So if you would like to leave your feedback about the podcast, you can head on over to lovethepodcast.com slash brilliance. Thank you.